Turn with me in 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16. Um, if you don't know, the, the title of our message all month long is Manhood Celebrating God's Design. Uh, we'll clear up all the confusion for the woke crowd. Make sure everybody gets it. I'm just going to read from the Bible. Uh, so uh, the youth are a little closer to having their money to go on their camp. So awesome for that. They sold a lot of hot dogs and hamburgers. I want to thank Dave Bertley for grilling, 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 grilling. Um, and everybody who came out to the uh, roping last night at the uh, Rankin Ranch, it was good. Everybody, there's too many people to thank, but you guys did a great job. Uh, and you can pull stuff off even when it's hot outside. So um, it, was, it was great. And uh, so that, that's wonderful. And there's a lot of lessons to learn out there, too. Um, so let me read a little bit about uh, what God's plan is for mankind. And we're going to start in 1 Corinthians 16. And um, some of the things that are going on here in this chapter are, are things that we can take note of. Um, and by the way, I want to thank you for Randy and Elizabeth designing the stage uh, to help us kick off Man Month. I can relate to all the all the props that are up here, you know, splitting wood. And she's got Philippians 4.13 on there. It's my favorite verse, the Bible, the Acts. And, and if the kids don't know what these are, these are called lanterns. <laughs> this, I, Dr. Z, this is what we used to use when we go camping. Uh, and uh, anyways, you can, you can Google it and figure out how to work it. Uh, now, concerning the collection for the saints is... I directed the churches of Galatia, so uh, you are, are also are you to do. So I'm just going to tell you this, and then we can keep cruising along. Uh, and I got to say something. Uh, Pastor Mark told me we had seven people in our new members class today that were taken. So as far as new members and baptizing people, we're, on, we're for sure way on record pace. Uh, it have Bible. I mean, there are some people uh, joining, and thank you for doing that. Uh, this is a great place. I was thinking about joining myself. Um, on the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he prospers so that there will be no collecting when I come. So the Apostle Paul is taking up a collection for the church in Jerusalem. Uh, the, the church in Corinth had a lot of problems, but uh, getting... Uh, money together wasn't an issue. It's kind of like the church here. We, we may have our own issues. You know, a lot of times, so I've done a lot of fundraising in my life, a lot, a, a bunch. Uh, and you can raise more money with working class people and bikers than you ever can with rich folk. And it don't mean that rich folk don't donate either. It's just hard to get them to uh, get their hand on their wallet. Um, so... That's, it reminds me of this setting right here. That's why I'm saying it that way. And, and I'm not bagging on anybody in particular, but people that live in it see the need and never have a problem given when it's time to give. 
Uh, and when I arrive, I will send those whom you accredited by letter to carry your gift to Jerusalem. So he said, we're going to make sure that the people that take the gift to Jerusalem are people that are trustworthy. You don't want to hand a bunch of money to somebody who's going to take it to the casino and put it on a hard eight or something like that. Amen. <laughs> you got to make sure that the business of the church is taken care of. Uh, so it's going to be around for a minute. Amen. Amen. And if it's around, we can affect the groups that were the cities that we're working in. You know, and I was thinking about uh, somebody was asking me, they go, man, I'll bet you're really tired. I never thought of the places that God had us this week. And we did a doubleheader on Friday. We did the rodeo Saturday morning. Then we went to church on Saturday night and church back here on Sunday. And I got to be honest with you, Diane, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I like hanging around church people. Um, I never thought I'd say that, but I feel like I'm a confessional today. Verse 5, I will visit you after passing through Macedonia, for I tend to pass through Macedonia, perhaps I will stay with you, or even spend the winter so that uh, you may help me on my journey wherever I go, for I do not want to see you now just passing I hope to spend time with you. So I think that he's talking to the church here, Mark. He's trying to mentor uh, these people along in, in all their things. He said he ends that thought with if the Lord permits, basically. But I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a wide door of effective work is open to me, and there are many adversaries. So if the Mark, if the if the doors open uh, in ministry, know this that there'll be many people fighting you uh, to not go through the door. So the window of opportunity opens for everybody. You just got to be ready to dive through it when it opens. And don't question. And if it's open, God opened it, uh, and it's something that you and your family need to entertain. And you'll take it back and know that it's God by going back to his word. Amen? And you can check it. But the adversaries will try to fight you. I was telling somebody early this morning that if, you're, if, you're, if your team or your network or your ministry, your family's really going well, just be cautious uh, because the enemy will try to plant a bad seed in there to knock you off your square. And if I'm talking to the right group, just say something to me. You know, because everything's going good. And it doesn't mean it's going to happen. I, Kathy, I'm just saying it could happen. Um, slide down to verse 12 so we can get going on this. Now, concerning our brother Apollos, I strongly urge him to visit you uh, with the other brothers, but it, is not, uh, but it was not at all his will to come now. He will come when he has the opportunity. And we're going to read verse 13 together. One, two, three, go. And... Stop. Any confusion here? Scratch your head and go, uh, how, how are men supposed to act? <laughs> we're, 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 watch this. We're going to go there today. That's what this whole message is about. Everyone in the church will know what a guy's job is by the time he leaves here. Amen? I'm just going gonna, gonna to read this again, and then we'll pray. I'm going to turn this way, so I'll be back in a second. <laughs> One, two, three, go. Be
There, there's, there's nothing wrong with being strong, and you don't have to apologize if you're a man. Amen? It's something that ought to be celebrated. Remember, what you celebrate, you get more of. I wish I was at the right church. They'd said amen on that. So don't ever apologize. Ladies, If you, you're married to him, and you know you're going to get what guys do. It's just the way they are. I told you they, you know, beard whiskers in the sink and squeezing the toothpaste from the center, all the sins. Boots in the living room. Amen. Do you know why they do that? Because they're guys. Let's pray. I don't, you guys are looking around like, what? My husband doesn't do that. Yeah, right. Lord, we just want to get it straight. And, and you're going to correct bad theology and, and wokeism today. Lord, we're going to concentrate on your word, preach it, and act it out in love, as we always do, to help those who have shortcomings, as we know we all do. Um, I ask, Lord God, for divine revelation through the power of the Holy Spirit to get this done, and that you bless our collection the same way you bless the collection in Jerusalem. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Applaud the Lord. Let the basket go by. Um, be ready for the Lord's Supper because the table's set. Um, I'm going to give a couple definitions uh, to you that we're going to use. One is subdue. Subdue means to overcome, bring under control. Dominion is to have sovereignty and control over something and... Manhood is defined by the state of being an adult male. Masculine is relating to men and aggressiveness. Male definition is the sex that has organs to pr produce spermtosa for fertilizing eggs. Any, any confusion? I'm, doctor, I'm just reading the definitions here. You know, uh, when we we did this benefit roping for the kids yesterday, and it's in honor of my buddy Brett, uh, had, and I always thought he was the type of guy that epitomized guys. Hey, man, we all know him. You know what guys, you know, that like, you know, John Wayne or whoever it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's cool to, to celebrate guys, you know, the same way we celebrate our wives and um and, and the uniqueness of, of how God has created us. Um, and, and maybe if we, maybe we just kind of, uh, Mike, we dropped the ball along the way and didn't celebrate it enough, so we'll allow the enemy to come in and take it over. So we're going to take back what God originally had in store for us. Um, let's just read. So you go, well, how do you do that? Well, you just go back to Genesis 1 1. We'll start there. So. Uh, this is, I can even understand the book. It's, uh, Terry's kind of laid out. And uh, along the way, um, if you need to take some notes, and these notes may combat uh, some of the teaching that your children have learned at liberal universities. That, that's called brainwashing. If your child is at a liberal university that teaches anything other 
than the holy word of God, they're brainwashing them to be something that God created them to never be. And, 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 and if, um, well, anyways, I, I, I better be careful here. Um, okay, one, two, three, go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We're not confused so far, are we, Mrs. Geeson? You know this. Uh, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. Say this with me. And the Spirit... Even as, even as narrow... Even as narrow-minded as some people can be, I can get my head wrapped around this. In the beginning, God, somebody created everything that we got here. Somebody or, or something or whatever or whatever. And I know that the, uh, you know, the people who believe in the Big Bang Theory, I've told you about the Big Bang. I've never had anybody argue with me in apologetics. And I don't do apologetics, and I've never you know, had to argue or defend the gospel. It defends itself. But they said, well, we believe, uh, uh, Mark DeBerry, that, that two cosmos or two, two whatever, something flying in the sky collided and it fell down to earth and it did something. If, I don't know how, and it fell in a pond and it grew legs and all this. I'm just thinking to myself, man, it sounds like a Saturday morning cartoon. It's harder to believe that than, than an all-knowing, all-loving God who always was and always will be. Well, let me finish. And maybe I'm not smart enough to, to argue apologetics, but I thought, well, okay, we're going to go with your theory that these things collided in the sky. Who made the things? And, and, and who was around when the Big Bang blew up? And whose sky was they, whose sky was they flying in? And whose earth did it fall to? And all the answer is God. So God is the creator of all things. I'm going to tell a joke here in a minute, but let's keep going. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness and called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. So we're up, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Chitton, we're only three verses into this. So we're, we got a handle on who created everything that's here. It's, it's pretty easy to understand, uh, or even if you're a pseudo-Christian, to understand that there's something far bigger, far more powerful, Lamonis, that's, that's activated all these things that are going on. And if, if God really is who he says he is, you don't have to worry about global warming. When he makes it warm enough, snow will melt. And when it gets cold enough and water falls out of the sky, it'll either be snow or ice. Amen? And it's June right now. Oh, no, hold on. Yeah, we got to prepare ourselves. It's hot. Is everybody okay still? You know why? Because that's the way it's supposed to be. So don't you, there's no reason, now we shouldn't raise the debt ceiling for this. I mean, I thought we could do another study to find out why it's hot. Do this with me. You don't need to raise, 
the debt ceiling anymore. It's as high as a Georgia pine. Ask, ask, ask the politicians to reel it back in. Put the pin back in their grenade and step back. Let God do something here. Is anybody confused so far? We're only three verses in. So let's put all our let's push all the chips in the center of the table and trust in God and his plan for mankind. Amen? Or not. You don't have to trust God. You can go to hell if you would like, but it's a lot hotter than it is outside. We still okay? I'm gonna make sense out of this in a minute. Um, and, and I want to tell you, so, so all of you seminary students, when you go through, Mark DeBerry uh, will tell you that all through chapter one, there's a bunch of God sets. And underline them if you're starting out in seminary for your seminary. I don't know how many there is. You could ask Mark DeBerry. He's got a doctrine's degree. When you leave, go, how many is in there, Dr. Mark? I need, I need to know how many there are. I, there's a bunch. I got them underlined here. I'm not going to count them now. But every time God says something, Lupke, something happens. He says something, a tree to grow, it grows. Grass to grow, it grows. Fish in the sea. And, 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 and the reason the sea only goes up this far is because that's where he tells it to stop. Oh, I know that spun your pumpkin, but hold on. You're like, there's got to be a scientist somewhere in here. No, it only comes, you can look it up in Job. The sea only comes this far because God tells it that's where you stop. Look at your neighbor and say, that's a lot of power, Jack. <laughs> Go to verse 20. This is where it starts getting good. This is where you start finding the multiplication. And God said, let the water swarm with the, the swarms of living creatures and let the birds fly above the earth and across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarm according to its kind. Every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying, let's read this together in verse 22. Uh, Diane, if you would put it up there. One, two, three, go. And... Stop. Let's do it one more time. I want to make sure nobody's confused because the woke society is watching my service as well. All right, ready? Go. One, two, three. That's God's plan for all of mankind is that the, the boy fish and the girl fish. The deer, the livestock, the horses, they multiply because the male and the female have union. Everybody's looking at me like. <laughs> really what you're doing is you're going, I can't believe he's actually talking about this. Well, here's what you don't understand. They're talking about this in your kids' schools, but it's not this. 
and they're talking about other things. I'm not even going to get in it because it's Lamona. My head will explode in a million pieces. I don't know who can dream things up the way they have dreamt things up. It's, it's, the, it's the craziest stories that anyone could ever imagine. So I, I can't even go into it because I, I could fall on the floor and flop like a fish, but I don't identify. <laughs> Can I keep going? Some of it just doesn't make dang sense. So why are we entertaining it and playing with it? If the parents would just not lie to the children, we would have this thing figured out. I need somebody to talk back to me a little bit. Don't lie to your children. Did you ever think we'd be in a society where you had to tell the parents, hey, guess what? Don't lie to your kids. Amen? Do we have any of the pictures that I uh, we have, don't have? Okay. All right. Um, let's go to... Do, 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 do. Let's go down to 26. This one here is kind of a mind... This is kind of mind-blowing, but I'm going to read it anyways. Then God said, let us make man in our image. So when you look at me, whether you like me or not, or you think I need to cut my hair or lose weight, it may all be true. But I'm made in the image of God. It's crazy. And watch this. And so were you. So when you look at me, God didn't make any mistakes. He didn't make any mistakes on your children. He didn't make any mistakes on your grandchildren. They're made in the image of God, and they need to be celebrated day in and day out. You know what? After a while, Bertley and Mike and Dr. Z and everybody was at the farm yesterday. You'll find out that kids are just kids after a while. Whether they're city kids or they're rodeo kids, after about, I'm going to tell you a story. After a while, you've seen it. You know, some of the kids, I'm, I filled up water troughs everywhere. There was, there was probably 10 water troughs all over the farm. Some for livestock, some for human beings, and some for all of them when it got hot. I mean, just say Amen. So I told some of the kids, I go, hey, you know, there's a, we had a sprinkler going for a minute. And I go, there's water troughs everywhere. And some of the city kids would come up to me and they're like, I've seen some stuff floating around in it. <laughs> do this with me, do you? <laughs> yeah. It's called grass or dirt. It comes from the earth. And you got some on your shoe. And so did the last kid that he jumped in. So after a while, you can only sit so long without getting in yourself. And then whether the city kids and the rural kids, they all ended up all wet and all playing around, and they forgot where they were. God was glorified, and you got to see all these wonderful children made in the image of God coming together. It don't matter if they're city kids. After a while, you know they're getting in it because that's how God created them. Watch this. It's hot outside. I'm going to get in some cool water. Let's be honest. That's probably the only shower they got for the day. 
I was telling, amen. I was telling some of the kids, you know, some of the first time mommies were there and the kids and they're like, oh, you know, the, the first time, you guys know the first time mommies and the first time daddies, they got the bouncy seats and everything. And then you got the ones that got a bunch of kids. Like the dentists or the tuckers or whoever they are. They come in, there's no more, there's no more wipes. <laughs> Sanitary wipes, <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> Washing off the binky, it's out. Amen. So after a while, if we would just get around each other long enough, you're going to look at all of them and go, man, you're just like I am. And, 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 and maybe, I'm just saying, I'm just, maybe the kids don't need that much sunscreen, that many sanitizer wipes, or all this stuff being on them and, and whatever. And we'll, we'll figure it out when we get to heaven if Pastor Pat was right. You can't have that much junk running through your bloodstream. And I think we're, we're doing a, a big disservice here on planet Earth with all the stuff that's going on. Amen? We're, we're worried about getting too dang comfortable as human beings. And we're creating a bunch of little babies to try to take over the next generation. And what I think in mankind, these young kids need to work on their coping, coping mechanisms more than they do their iPads. But that's another story. So let's get back to it. Uh, I'm having fun with this service. You guys are a lot better than the other two were. Uh, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish. and all that. So I told you about dominion. Dominion means to have sovereignty. That's absoluteness. So I have sovereignty over my animals. You have sovereignty over your animals. They're not gods. They're not... They're going to be okay, and if you don't want to put it, if you're worried about your dog or your cat dying, don't ever get one because they're going to die. Yeah, right. Tell your neighbor that's a newsflash. But you're to have dominion over all these animals and the fish and the birds over the air and subdue them. And they're not to be worshipped. They're not human beings, and they don't have the value of a human being. It doesn't mean we don't love them and take care of them. We do do that. And I've told before, my, my vet bills are way higher than any of y'all's. Promise. And over all the earth and over the creeping things and on the earth. So God created man in his own image. And I have to tell the joke here. This is where it would be. So the scientists said, hey, God, you know, we're doing a good job. We've cloned Dolly the sheep and we're doing all this kind of wonderful things. We don't need you anymore. So God said, hey, you're doing a pretty good job. He goes, I want you to create a man. The scientist, Mr. Scientist goes down, grabs some dirt out of the ground there, grabs it, and God goes, get your own dirt. Amen. A lot of power there, isn't it? So don't, don't bring that stuff up in here. Don't, don't bring that, that, that's, that's playground stuff. We, we all understand this. Let's quit, let's quit pretending. Dorothy, you're not in Kansas anymore. We need to tell the kids the truth. Amen. Let's go to, let's keep going. So we're celebrating uh, manhood and mankind. So God created man in his own image. I'm in 27. In the image of God, he created a male and female. He created them. 
And God blessed them. So here's where we go with the male and the female. Say this with me, verse 28. And God blessed them, and God said to them, There we go with this. All right, see, that's stop, stop, you guys. You're not preachers, stop. <laughs> you may be, I have no idea. God blessed them, and he told them to multiply so we can grow other little preachers up so they can tell the truth from a pulpit like this across the world. And for that to happen... You'll have to have a biological male and a biological female. And I could go on a rant about that, but you're all adults and we don't need to do that. And, and you want me to tell you something? Children are the biggest blessing. And, and, and you, don't, you don't need to come here or come to my farm and apologize for your kids acting up. You don't need to do that. I have them, and I love them, and I love my great. Oh, oh sorry, Pastor. We, you know, and so-and-so was smarting off or acting up. I'm like, they all do that. They all do that. All kids do that. Your, your kid isn't nothing special other than this one here. They all act up. They all whine. They all cry. They all need a mommy, and they all need a daddy. And we're just thankful that they came to this church. And I know yours are the most precious in the world because I believe the same thing. Amen? And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant-yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree that uh, was seed in its fruit, and you shall have for food. And every beast of the earth and every bird of the heavens and uh, everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life, I have giving and every green plant for food. It was good. So God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And the evening, there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. I want you to rise with me as I get ready to tell you this part of it. I'm going to get you ready for the Lord's Supper. And just slide down. I'm not going to go any probably any further than about 2-7. So we'll just kind of slide into this and you it's a bunch of God said and the, how he created everything and um, I don't know who's coming up for the altar call but they can go ahead and come up and we'll get ready for the Lord's Supper verse 7 let's just slide down to verse 7 so back to the God making man man or mankind out of the out of the uh, out of the dust of the earth then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, so basically, so what are you saying, Pastor Pat? What are you saying here? So what I'm saying is, is, is I'll just use myself so that way I don't insult you. So God created me in his image, and I was walking around all over the place, acting, acting like a man or my version of man. But really, I wasn't. I was just a shell of a man, because God's spirit was not living in me. Is anybody? Were you with me? I, I walked into your church, Mark. I walked in. I was an unsaved man when I walked in this church. I was walking around. I looked like a man. I looked like a. I looked like a living being. But really, 
Geese and I wasn't living at all. I was dying inside. There was nothing in me that was good. There was nothing in me that resembled the spirit of God. But when God, when God created me, he gave me an opportunity to come to him. And when I came to him and I got full of the Holy Spirit, he breathed life into my body. And I became a living creature. And that's who I am today. I am a guy or I am a man with the Holy Spirit living in me. The Holy Spirit is telling me what to say and where what to do and where to go and how to raise my children and how to raise my grandchildren. He, the Holy Spirit, now Troy tells me how to do all this stuff. I don't, have to, I don't have to go blindly out into the world and try to figure it all out. God has an instruction manual for me and my family to follow. How, how to act and how to treat my family and how to treat uh, mankind. Very, uh, very detailed, actually. So here's the great part. As you slide down to verse 218. Then the Lord said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I wonder who he made for mankind. It is not good that the man should live alone. I will make a helper fit for him. And if you were to keep reading, you find out that he made a woman from the rib of a man. And I just kind of say that like when I look at my wife now, not only is she woman, but whoa, man. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't nothing better in the whole wide world than being married. There ain't nothing better in the whole wide world than being married. Now out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird and every heaven that brought them to the man to see what that he would call them and whatever the man called the living creature, that's what it was named. And the man gave names to all the livestock. So he goes and, and he gets down to verse 20. He says, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man. So I'm not confused and surely you're not confused either And how all this work and how, what God's plan is for mankind. It's for, for man to subdue and have dominion over the whole world and him and his family to have a team together that can help affect the rest of society. And this is our playbook for our team. And this is how we conquer. And this is how we win. And this is how we show love to the rest of the world. It's through the playbook. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to pray for you. If anybody has this out of order or has been living with this plan out of order, I want to pray for you before we get into the Lord's Supper today. And my prayer for you guys today before I start praying is that, that you would continue to, to celebrate what God has done and how he's made you. Amen. 
and, 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 and don't ever run yourself down. That is the most belittling thing in the whole wide world is someone to run their own self down. That is, that is, that is so unbiblical. And it shouldn't make you feel better to run yourself down or say, I'm not good enough or I can't do that. I told you, when I started pastoring this church, I kicked can't and won't out of this church. Amen. Don't ever say you can't do something. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. And that's what needs to be your mantra today. So I'm going to ask the people in the sound booth to bring the lights down for just a second. I want to, I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to pray for all of those who are here today that maybe got some things out of order. They, you know, you know, sin has a, it actually has no boundaries. It can affect a lot of people. It can affect families. It's affecting families now more than ever. The identity of the family has really gotten kind of crazy you say hey man God I'd like to get this thing right I'd like to get things back in order where me uh, me and my wife or me and my husband however that is we need to get back under your 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 mantle under your covering you know when you got your family out of order and you and you're trying to live however you want to live or live however the world wants you to live you're out of the covering of God now, you can live however you want, but you're not going to be covered under God's grace. You can't just go, I'm going to go do whatever I want to do, and God's going to bless me. He cannot bless disobedience. Amen. He can't do it. Now, is he going to give you time to repent? I believe he will. I believe he's a gracious God that's very long-suffering. Long-suffering. Let's look at it. I mean, he waited a long time for me to get saved. And some of you, some of you ain't even saved, some of y'all. You know, you're 20 years old, you're 30 years old, you're 40, you're 50, you're 60. I've had people get saved in their 70s and 80s. And thank God for it. God's long-suffering. But Big Steve, he's a just God. He's a just God. He's got to judge accordingly. I don't want that judgment on me, man. Life's hard enough. I, I don't need God's wrath pouring down on me. I need, Terry, I need his grace on me. I need his grace on me. I'm, I'm, let's be honest. We're just kind of barely making it as it is. Amen. Let's ask God to bless us today, shall we? So, Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus, your Son and my Savior, and I pray that it's everybody's Savior today before they leave this building. Maybe there's some folks here today who don't know you as Lord and Savior. Maybe they're, maybe they're living out of order. Maybe they've had their spirit contaminated by the, by the society that believes that we can do whatever we want to do. I'm going to correct that bad theology today through your word and through the power of the Holy Ghost. Maybe it's time for action today, church. Maybe you'd like to meet God at the altar today as you repent before we get into the Lord's Supper.
just kind of just kind of work your way down here. Let the Holy Spirit pull you out of your out of your chair and out of your pew. Just come down and just say, you know what? I, I believe that God is speaking to me today. You don't have to air your business out here. You just kind of go, hey, you know what, man? You, you, you're ringing my bell. You, 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 you hit a nerve. Well, God's word always hits a nerve with somebody. There's no way I can dream all this stuff up for heaven's sakes. Now I'm going to pray for you. Father God, I want to pray for all those who want to repent. They want to get out of judgment. They want to get out of a lifestyle that's not pleasing to you. They want to get out of uh, the situation they're in. They got in. Lord, we can get ourselves in some situations. I want to. I want to pray them through that and out of that, so they can come into glory with you. And Lord God, as we get ready to partake in the Lord's Supper, I pray today, Lord God, that our hearts are are adjusted accordingly. That our hands are clean. And today, Lord God, I pray if there's someone here in the sound of my voice, here and on live stream and across the land that isn't born again, that they would come on a bended knee and receive the free gift of salvation that only you can give. And we pray for a great day today. I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And God's people said, amen.